what's up and welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance and culture. Sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack and I'm your host and your avatar for the amazing conversations we have right here on the show. On today's episode, I'm chatting with local producer and DJ Nina Jirachi. Back in February, she released her debut EP, Lapland, to some really critical acclaim, and she's just been around the country for FOMO. So, what better time to chat than right now? Nina, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, Nina, this is going to be my first question. I'm sure it is a lot of the time. The name. Yes. I take it you like Pokemon. Yes, I do very much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say Jirachi is probably your favorite. No, not really. Okay. Um... I just like the word, I think. All right. Um, it's not actually a Pokemon I've really used or been attached to ever. Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's cute. And I like the like the movie Jirachi Wishmaker. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's probably, it's probably not my favorite. But and, it's just a cool word. And what is your favorite? I have a few. Um, I really like Empoleon. Cool. Um, just because I've used it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. Um, for obvious reasons. Um, and I love Vaporeon and Espeon as well. Mm. Um, but, and Lugia. Lugia is probably my favorite legendary. Um, but the list goes on. <laughs> oh, it goes on and on and on. Forever, yeah. yeah. Fair. Well, we can now talk about uh, what you've been busy with rather than talking about Pokemon. Sure. Um, <laughs> so what first inspired you to start producing electronic music? I don't know. I think my it was when my mom got a Mac, like a desktop Mac when I was in year three. Um, and it was just sort of like a toy to me and like every piece of software on there was like just a cool new toy that I could play with. And I was really lucky that she would just let me use the Mac whenever I wanted. Um, so I just got heaps into like GarageBand and iMovie and like iWeb and iDVD and just all those like softwares and I would just make stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would, and I was really into like, um, pop music when I was younger. So I would just try to like write like pop songs and then use apple like loops and just try and make a song and like record like my piano over it and stuff it was like really lo-fi and shit I was like eight but that was kind of I guess where it started um and then when I got to high school I started finding like um artists like Madion and Porter Robinson Mm -hmm. and um their music was just I remember like I think I remember I read somewhere that like Porter or someone like referred to his music as complexo, which I thought was really cool because there was just so many sounds going on and I just like didn't know what they were. So I just wanted to like figure that out. And I think that was where I got super into it. Okay. Do you think you had like an affinity for electronic music before you hit that point or you were just using a lot of samples from pop songs at that point? No, I think it's just the novelty of electronic music that really excited me. Um, Like it was it was just sort of like I didn't know what a synth was you know what I mean um like you can hear like a guitar song and look at a guitar and it's very easy to understand Mm. but I think I was just excited by like new like novel stuff um if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely like sounds that couldn't be attributed to any one instrument yeah yeah it was just kind of what is that like like how did a computer do that (laughs) yeah it was cool (laughs) you said that your first stuff was really like lo-fi and crap oh it's so shit yeah what did um what did it sound like well it was not even really my music because i would just use like stock loops that were on GarageBand and then just like put my parts over it um or i would do like i would record myself like playing a song i learned on the clarinet and then put like drums under it so it wasn't really like anything hot or original um and then when i actually started like making original music it was like 
like electro house because that was what I was really into and I just wanted to like be an EDM artist and yep. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say there's any similarity between the stuff that you were making with electro house to what you're making now or? Oh yeah, definitely. I love those sounds. Um, I mean, structurally it's probably like a different music because um, like my taste has evolved and stuff. But um, yeah, I love those sounds a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Could you run me through your process? Like, for people that find production really intimidating, I'm sure it can seem really difficult to imagine how you might make a track. Like, there's so much going on. Um, but are you able to give us a sort of checklist that you go through? Yeah. Um, I mean, if for people who find it intimidating, if it's any consolation, I don't, like, know what I'm doing when I go in to make <laughs> a song. I mean, like, I know how to use a, the software, but... I like very rarely, maybe it's happened like twice where I've actually gone in going, I'm going to make a song that sounds like this and I know how it's going to sound. Um, often it's just like literally playing. It's like playing with a toy and eventually you just like stumble upon something that's cool and exciting. Um, and then you just like build up a bunch of ideas and then stitch them together. It's kind of like, yeah, you just like have fun and then you get these ideas and then at the end it's kind of like collaging them and stuff and making it into something. Um, I guess if like there's like a checklist it's kind of like maybe sometimes I think of my projects in terms of like x and y axis so like x axis being like the timeline of the song and that's just a matter of like listening to it from the start over and over and thinking like oh I want that part to be longer or I get bored here and stuff and then the y axis is like the I guess like vertical arrangement of tracks so like the drums like the individual like parts and instruments and stuff and then that's like oh there's not enough in this frequency band or like there's too many bass instruments or like that kind of stuff. So I guess it's just like finding the right balance of those. And I like to think of it like a grid in a, in, in a way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're sort of playing with a toy to begin with, how do you judge when you've finished something? It's really hard to tell. And I think it's like getting external opinions, I think. Um, Cause sometimes I'll like finish something really quick and I think it's done, but then I'll show it to people and think, no, you're, then they'll say like, no, you're just excited. You need to like spend more time on it. And other times I'll spend like too much time on stuff and my friends will be like, no, it's done. So it's nice getting like outside views on it. Cause I can never really hear it myself for the first time, but I can show it to other people who can, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That kind of leads on to my next question, which was like, electronic music is such a broad term that people use very regularly mm. and each little subgenre has all these sort of different mannerisms and different feelings associated with it what sort of feelings do you think that you hope to provide with the music that you're making do you ever set out with one particular one or it just sort of happens yeah i mean i don't know if it's like particular feelings it's maybe just like I want to kind of create recreate the same experiences that i have when i listen to the artists that i like so like when i found like Porter and Marion and those artists it was just so exciting and like blindsiding like just all these sounds coming from everywhere and I had to like listen to those songs over and over to like figure out this comes in there and like there's just so much going on um so I guess I'm just trying to recreate that same like excitement feeling that I mean, I like to make music that I like to listen to. So I just try to recreate those feelings, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine you sort of like, you know, in your studio being like, all right, and at this moment I'm thinking of making a noise that has like hands up in the air and then maybe in another moment like a couple steps forward. Is yeah. that kind of what you're going for? Or yeah, like, a little okay. bit. I just try to make it like dynamic and like, you know, there's different parts 
it goes up and down, I guess, if that makes sense. It does. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so your latest EP, Lapland, released in February on NLV Records. Yeah. Um, and it's a label founded by Aussie dance icon, Nina Las Vegas. Icon. Um, icon, indeed. How did you come to get involved with Nina? I started putting music out in 2017. Um, and I guess she heard it and started following me and stuff. Um, and then later that year, I think it was like just after I'd graduated high school or something she had a show on the central coast where i'm from um and i went to the show and i met her there and um she was just like oh we should like make a song and i was like cool <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that'd be cool <laughs> and then so we just like started doing um some sessions at her house and we made a song that ended up being on her last ep um and then in those sessions i had been working on that ep um called lapland and I showed her the like pretty much finished songs um, and she liked them. So she offered to release them and yeah, it just felt very organic and she's the best. So sick. Yeah. <laughs> and what has working her with her been like recently, like since you put the, the EP out, what has been sort of going on with NLV? Like, have they been really active in like what you've been doing? Cause like I yeah. imagine Nina for a lot of people is sort of like a, a very mentor like figure. Yeah, Have you felt that way? Definitely. She's a legend. Um, she's been like so generous to me um, and so helpful with like so much stuff that's not just releasing music. Um, yeah, she's definitely like such a mentor figure for me. Um, but yeah, I feel like she just like gets what I like and what I make as well. So I feel very cool just like sending her stuff for her thoughts. And then she always has ideas for like releases and stuff. So yeah, it's really great working with her cool and yeah. have you had much to do with the other artists on the label yeah for sure we're like a gang Sick. um yeah <laughs> um that will coda banks who is um on nlv as well me and her have been working on a lot of music and we met from nina nina cool. kind of encouraged us to do a session together i think our first session together was actually at nina's house right. um so i met her there and then, yeah, we've worked on heaps of music since then. She's become my really good friend. And Tiff as well, um, who works with the label. She takes, like, all my photos. And, yeah, it's really cool. It's like a family thing. Sick. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that, like, as you start to meet more artists like that and as you play more gigs and more festivals, you're going to be getting so many opportunities to play and work with some really major people. Who do you dream about collaborating with? Oh, there are a lot of people. But... <laughs> um, the list is long um i would say like maybe like my childhood heroes would be really cool like um, porter and Marion. yeah um but even like earlier than that like lady gaga would be like cool that's like top tier oh, dream yeah. collaboration um and yeah lady gaga would be so cool um and also rihanna would be cool mm -hmm. um and i would love to work with charlie xcx as well sick because um, i love her music so much yeah, she's yeah. um she's really dipping her toe into the whole sort of electronic music scene a lot more recently as well. So. Yeah, it's just so cool that like a big pop artist like that appreciates those sounds so mm. much. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like my favorite music ever. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's really cool. Yeah. Um speaking of festivals, you're playing FOMO festival around the country. Yes. Um who on that lineup are you most keen to see? Well, definitely Marion for mm -hmm. reasons stated earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so crazy to me that I'm playing a show on the same day as him like four times. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to see him play because um, I haven't, I've saw, I saw him play with Porter for like the shelter tour. Um, but every other time he's been in Australia, I've been underage, so I haven't been able to go. Right. So I'm excited to see him like solo play live. 
Um, and I'm also excited to see Brockhampton because I missed them last time they were in Australia. So. Right, okay. Yeah. Have you ever been in contact with Maddie on a Porter ever? No. Oh, actually, I was like a massive like Porter Twitter fan like okay. five years ago. So a few times he like replied to my tweets and stuff. Um, and I met him one time and like gave him a USB with my music on it. But like I don't, I've never like actually like met them or anything. Okay. I think I'd like die. Um, but it would be pretty cool. Well, I hope <laughs> to see you after the FOMO tour. Sorry? <laughs> I hope to see you after you meet Maddie on. Oh, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think your favourite part about playing at festivals is rather than playing at clubs? Um, probably just having an audience that might not necessarily know my music because um, I'm a kind of small artist um, and people are often just like kind of walking around early and they might not necessarily be there to see my set but you know they're at the festival and they're walking by and they might hear me playing songs they like and then they see like my logo and they're like oh cool that's who that is so it's just like a cool way to get new fans who might not have necessarily been there to see me but they just like stumble upon me and yeah it's really cool hearing from people like oh I had no idea who you were and then I saw you at this festival before this person and now I really like you um yeah, it's really nice, nice to get that. Yeah. Do you find that the crowd is very different um, at a festival compared to a club as well? Like, is there a different yeah. energy? Yeah, definitely. And I think it depends on the festival as well um, and, like, what time I'm playing and stuff. But um, clubs are definitely more intimate. It's like you're kind of, like, the people might be, like, this far away from you um, and you can, like, see them and stuff. And I guess, yeah, I, I play different music in clubs versus festivals as well. So, yeah, definitely different. What's the difference in the music you play? Clubs is a little bit more kind of steady um, and kind of maybe between like 120 to 150 BPM. Mm -hmm. um, with festivals, I feel like I can play a little bit faster or go like halftime maybe, I guess. And it also depends on the time of the day as well. Um, yeah, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you're being a bit more sort of like outrageous with festival sets yeah, would you say? yeah more dynamic okay. i think like yep. there's kind of more like ups and downs whereas with like club sets i think it's more fun to keep it constant and mm. so that people kind of stay dancing and yeah stuff. just to keep it moving yeah for sure whereas at a festival people just get tired of that yeah. they just want like big highs and lows I think. yeah big yeah. moments yeah cool um and so going back to clubs playing shows in sydney for sort of the past be like year and a half yeah, ish, yeah. yeah. Um, has meant that you came in after the lockout laws. Yes. Um, even though you didn't sort of experience Sydney's nightlife unless you had a fake ID um, before the lockout laws came in, how do you think our nightlife is going at the moment, in your own words? It's really hard for me to say because I feel like I don't know it for anything other than what it is now. Um, I mean, I actually love Sydney nightlife because I'm from the Central Coast. So it's a lot there's a lot more going on here than on the Central Coast. There's still stuff on the Central Coast, but like Sydney, even with like how things are now is still like, there's so much more going on. So to me, it's kind of like exciting regardless. Um, I mean, like I hear stories of people going like, oh, you know, like back when Sydney nightlife was good, but I still see so many fun shows in Sydney all the time. Um, and I like being in bed by one as well. <laughs> so I'm not mad <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be honest. Fair. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> what they're doing is working. And so what do you think um, of the scene in the Central Coast? Like, I can't say that I've spent too much time going out up there. What's it like? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I've spent that much time going out there either. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I started, I started playing at a club on the Central Coast when I was 
in year 11, I think. Um, and it was meant to be just like a one-off thing um, because I, it was supporting KLP and she oh, yeah. wanted um, female support DJs, but um, they didn't have enough. So um, my friend who was like a DJ at this club was like, oh, you should come and just do one set and bring like your mom. <laughs> um, and then, but then they just like kept giving me like shows, I guess. But even then I still don't feel like I really knew what was going on. Cause I would play at like 9 PM to like five people. Right. And I would just go with like one of my parents and then leave. And then by the time I turned 18, I was, had like been there a bit. So I was like, oh, it's like not as exciting to, it's not like the first time I've been in a club as well. So right, okay. yeah, I don't know. That sounds really like lame and jaded, but I think I just no, like, not at all. I like being at home and working on music a lot. So I don't go out too much on the central coast. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Like, I don't go out on the central coast either. So I'm yeah. not jumping in as an expert. Yeah. Uh, um, now I know this again, sort of harks back to a sort of policy question, but it also relates to festivals. What do you think that our government in the state should or could be doing to help the Australian music scene? Oh, I really don't know how to answer this and sound educated and like... It's okay. I talk about it all the time and I'm not educated. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm like very pro pill testing. Um, I think that would be cool, but I don't really know. I don't... I'm not very good at talking about that kind of stuff, I don't think. Um, but yeah, pro pill testing for sure. Cool. You think that'd be the right, the right step in the right direction? I think it would be a good step in the right direction, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to talk about, like, obviously you're very production focused, but you've said you've been DJing for a long time. Yeah. How did you find the move from, like, solely doing production to learning how to DJ? Did it feel easy? Yeah, it, it was kind of easy just because I was already, like, listening to a lot of dance music. So, um, but they're also, like, very different things. Um, I think with, like, a singer-songwriter they like use their voice to write and they use their voice to perform. So there's kind of like a big crossover. Whereas with like being a DJ and being a producer are like completely different, like mm. softwares and skills and like just very different things. Um, so yeah, I started DJing when I was in like, year, I got like a controller when I was in like year 10 or something. Mm. Um, but I don't think I was like a good DJ until like maybe a year two years ago ish when i started playing actual shows mm -hmm. um because then you just get used to like reading crowds and stuff mm. um yeah but it was it was pretty i found it pretty easy just because i'd already listened to a lot of dance music um and i kind of from like making dance music i knew like the structures of songs so it was easy to like build up set lists and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah um i think if you were djing and then learning to produce it would be like a bit harder, but I also don't know because I haven't done that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And would you ever sort of like, have you done any sort of shows where you've been playing everything live? No. Um, I've only ever DJed, yeah. Okay. And is that something that you're interested in doing? Um, maybe when I have a bit more of a discography. I feel like at the moment I don't have enough music to build like... To build an entire set out of it. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like if I'm going to do like a live thing, like I want to make it worth people coming to see and like, you know, like put effort into it and make the set list like good and solid and at the moment my discography is like half an hour long and I wouldn't want to play every song I've released so yeah I think it'd be like maybe in a couple of years when I've got more music out and stuff cool yeah watch this space yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so Nina we've got this section on the show which is called shout outs yeah um it's a time for our guests to let us know who they think that we should be following or listening to so Nina who would you like to shout out um 
I would like to shout out Coda Banks. I mean, I'm sure you guys are um, across what she's doing anyway, because she's sick. Um, but <laughs> we've been working on a lot of music and I just think she's amazing. Um, I'm such a fan, but she's also like a great friend to me. Um, I've already saw, we've already sort of talked about Nina, but I'll shout her out as well, just because she's the best. Well earned. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, is that good? Yeah, that's Did perfect. You, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you... Shouting out my friends. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I'd shout out my friends at every opportunity. Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, we've got another section on the show, Nina, which is called Soulmates, um, cool. which is uh, basically a moment for us to get an idea of what you wear. And I am particularly looking forward to this because I love your sense of style. Oh, thanks. Um, but what sort of shoes do you wear, Nina? Um, at the moment, I'm just wearing black TNs. Um, I'm hesitant to like hold up my foot because I'm wearing really ugly socks because they're the only ones I had clean. Yeah, I just like them because they are really versatile and comfortable and they go with everything and I can kind of wear them out, but also just wear them like going to the shops. They're also well. like a pretty iconic dance music shoe, I think. Yeah, for Everyone sure. just stomping around in them all the time. Yeah, and they're just comfy, mm. I think, which is important. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so Nina, what's next for you? Um, at the moment, I'm just trying to finish a lot of music. Um, I've got two kind of bodies of work that I want to put out next year. Um, both kind of two separate things. Um, so I'm just trying to finish those. One of them's like just about there. The songs are done. I've just got to like do more production and then like we'll do mixing next month, I think. And then the other one's going to take a little bit more time. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to finish those. I can't wait to have like time off over summer just to do that. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully more more DJ shows next year. Cool. Yeah. And my final question is, and this might be a bit of a longer one, but what sort of advice would you give young musicians trying to make it in Australia? I would say don't be shy um, and also just make, like, genuine friends with people. Um, like, the people you kind of like what they're doing. Like, you know, try to, like, hang out with them. and Because like, it's nice when the people who's music you would like and like whose music if people who like your music like if you can like send each other stuff and like kind of have like a safe space with them to like be critical of each other's music like it's so nice and stuff and then you have like people to go sh to shows to with stuff as well like yeah I think I would just say like make friends with the people who are doing the same stuff as you or s stuff that you like and stuff cool yes yeah. yeah making friends making friends just good advice I think yep. generally yeah cool. being nice to everyone yeah yeah well, Nina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. That's it for another episode of Sneak Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever all good podcasts are heard. See you next time.